This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gun balls at the lobby yard. Watching the Grobian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 203. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How are you, Kevin? Uh, oddly enough, I'm doing good. <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> I just got back from your stroke club meeting. Everything's great. We had a good chat. Uh, we're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? I am in perfect health. No. <laughs> okay. You need to join our club, Adam. Right now, you're an outside. No, no, no. Don't say that. Don't jinx it. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good right now, health wise. So please don't, don't fuck, don't fuck this up for me, Ryan. <laughs> God damn it. You've been jinxed. Yeah, I know. Uh, what movie do we have you watch this week? Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Pick this in honor of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice coming out this week. Uh, this is directed by Mr. Joel Schumacher. I have a synopsis here. This came out in 1997, Ooh. by the way. Oh, boy. Yeah, 97. Nice. I have a synopsis here. Batman and Robin try to keep their relationship together, even as they must stop Mr. Freeze <laughs> and Poison Ivy from freezing Gotham City. Yeah. It's enough. Wow. Wow. Ryan, tell us about Batman and Robin, please. I feel like I saw this movie before. Then I started watching it. And I realized that I'm pretty sure it was this uh, summer blockbuster. Uh, yeah, I'm pr- I, yeah, it probably came out in the summertime. Let's see. Yeah, June 20th. It was released uh, June 20th. It's probably just as bad as Oh, wow. It's stupid as shit from beginning to end. Um, basically, at the beginning, you, be, you meet Batman and Robin, and there's Venom, but she's not Venom yet because she hasn't been killed. But shortly Wait, after... Hold on. Wait a minute. You mean Ivy? Yeah, yeah. Because you said Venom, and that was confusing. Um, What happens is her boss tries to hit on her, and she doesn't accept it. So he tries to kill her. And he, for some reason, throws her into the ceiling, down one floor to a super soldier that he has made. And the super soldier is trying to kill her, or should be trying to kill her. But instead, she kills her boss, and then the super, uh, the super villain soldier, which is Bane, he becomes her like right hand man, and. She is, you also meet Mr. Freeze, Bruce's wife, because she has a disease, and he is working on a cure for it, so he frees her inside this 
I don't even know. It's like she's in water, but she's frozen. But she isn't visibly externally frozen. Like you can't see any icicles or anything. No icicles. Mm. No icicles coming off of her. Okay. <laughs> so I be trying to get this plan together to have plants take over Gotham Center as well as Mr. Freeze trying to put Gotham Center into a deep freeze and control the weather. So, Batman and Robin's a joke because all he does is they try to be funny together, but they're not, and it's actually really, really annoying. And I may trust him. Bring up Batman and Robin by putting a spell on them, and Batman says, Robin, I was trying to poison your mind. Just trust me. And Robin thinks that Batman is all beside himself because <laughs> I loves him instead of Batman. And Batman's not used to taking him back then. So. This thing over Gotham City is trying to happen. Eventually, it doesn't happen because Batman and Robin thwart the plan. And then you have Alicia Silverstein, who is Alfred the Butler's daughter. And apparently, she is from England. Because I I can't really remember this movie. Does Alicia Silverstone have an English accent in this movie? Uh, No, that's what I was going to say. She apparently, according to this, she lived in England for several years. And she is now coming back because Alfred is sick. Oh, no. And she has no accent. So she, they fight, and that uh, she is bad. She becomes bad girl, and they they'll fight, and eventually, Batman and Robin and Bad Girl beat both of them. And the way each villain dies is pretty ridiculous, and. Then they'll live happily ever after. And <laughs> Alfred gets a cure from Mr. Freeze. Oh, because he gives the cure to Batman because Batman, he thought Batman killed his wife, but he actually went to save her. So he's all happy and he just gives up the cure. The cure to what? Being old? No, I forget that McGregor syndrome. Oh, so he has the same thing that that Freeze's wife has. Yeah. Ah, okay. What are the odds? What are the fucking odds? 
apparently in Joel Schumacher's world, the odds are very, very high. Wow. Uh, all right. So they live happily ever after. What did you think of this? It was absolutely dumb. No, really? Wow. I I did see this. Uh, I have not. I, I remember seeing it. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw this when it came out on home video. Uh, even at that, at a relatively young age, I had no interest in in seeing this one. It looked so bad from the beginning. But I do remember renting it, and I remember finding it to be just a complete disaster the entire time. I don't even know if the quality is worth straight to DVD. Wow. Should have been straight to the trash. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know what happened with this. Uh, when you when you look at the... I mean, this is when George Clooney was, was first becoming big. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it didn't have some sort of effect on his career, honestly. And maybe it did, we just don't know it, and he recovered. But uh, I, I just I feel like... Because, I mean, it certainly had an, an effect on Chris O'Donnell's career, I feel. <laughs> his career is already shit. And, and Alicia Silverstone. Like, they, they both kind of fell off. They did. They sure did. Especially Silverstone. I mean, she was big there for a while. Oh, yeah. The crush? Yeah. Oh, just, that, I think that's what her breakout was. And then just, dis, you know, clueless in it. And, clue, and, yeah, and then clueless. And then just gone. Yep. Well, uh, I think a lot of it had to do with Batman and Robin, honestly. Batman and Robin. George Clooney is the worst Batman that I've ever seen. Ooh, I'm pretty sure I can do a better Batman. I would like to see you as Batman. I would love to see you as Batman. You're fucking incredible. Batman was in a wheelchair that'd be cold as shit. See? Uh I think in one of the one of the the Batman stories he is. Like Batman Beyond. I think he's in a wheelchair. Oh yeah. The I'm looking at the a picture because I remembered the suits in the in this one being utterly ridiculous and i'm looking at a picture of was this the movie uh, with the nipple ones the nipple ones yeah yep <laughs> and you just look at it and you're like what were they thinking seriously yeah, why would you put nipples on a suit it's it's the worst looking costumes it's the it's just the worst everything it's the worst casting like clunia's batman i will agree ryan horrible just a horrible decision I feel like a lot of times they cast Bruce Wayne and they don't cast for Batman. Yeah. Because looking at Affleck, I think Affleck probably plays a good Bruce Wayne, but I don't know how he's going to be playing Batman. Well, I think the majority of, you know, white actors could do Bruce Wayne. He's such a, he's such a boring character. That's true. He's such a nothing of a character. I mean, even Batman to a certain degree. In the movie universe, I think that Batman is always flatter than in like the comic books or even the animated movies. I think that he's got more going on as a character. <clears throat> but Chris O'Donnell is Robin. <laughs> oh God, give me a it break! Awful. And I think I think choosing Arnold as Mister Freeze it was that's complete. If you're familiar with the character at all, it's he's like the exact opposite. Mr. Freeze is supposed to be like a skinny, frail, dorky scientist. Not Arnold. <laughs> They're like, first name that comes to mind, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Perfect. He embodies everything. Schwarzenegger is okay. 
Uh, I think Uma Thurman as as Poison Ivy is fine, but I think that the character itself in this movie was ridiculous. Her costume was stupid. She looked dumb. I don't. Just everything about her was terrible. I just don't under her understand her character and her motivations. Like why she? What does she get out of having the world be taken over by mutant plants? Like she, apparently she has a deep love for plants. So it's just going to be her and a bunch of mutant plants. Apparently, but again, again in the comic books and in the in the cartoon movies, she her character is a bit deeper too. Like she's all about, you know, earth conservation, and uh, she she hates she wants to turn Gotham into like a living jungle because she hates to see the all of the plant life being smothered by smog and pollution and all of that stuff and. In in the in the comic books and in some of the the uh, animated films, she's actually sort of she's not an antihero, but she's not she's almost like Catwoman, where she's not a straight up villain all the time. Yeah. Sometimes she does she good, kind of like that. <laughs> like she's on the side of the plants, so if... <laughs> she's on the side of the plants. Just move to the jungle then. I know, right? Just Gotham. leave. Just leave. Yeah, like, just go to go to where all the plants are. Yeah, like Gotham City. Go to never, the rainforest. Gotham City yeah. never had plants, so what? The, like, exactly. It's a city. What are you doing? Go to the rainforest and stop deforestation. Yeah, that's what. That's what you should use Jesus your powers for. Christ, the hell. She's got to get her priorities straight. She sure does. When she's like, well, girl, forget what her name. Is. But when she's not Ivy. The it's the whatever the Doctor Pamela Isley. Oh, okay, yeah. That she looks somewhat normal and more believable. What as it as what as I mean, like what I'm picturing in my uh, okay instead of wearing the ridiculous costume. Yeah, well, but that was unfortunately that's that's what this. The, the Schumacher Batman movies were all about. Like, it, the, the Burton Batman took it in a much darker direction. And then as soon as Schumacher got involved, it was like, how much neon can we get in this movie? <laughs> I always got to have that neon. Like, they probably brought him in for Batman Forever, and he's like, you know what? I saw Batman Returns, guys. You know what that was missing? Tons and tons of colors. We need more. Let's take this in the complete opposite direction. We need to cause a prolific season. There you go. And just everything about this movie was utterly just out of control. The the sets were just horrible looking and like fake. They all look like sound stages. And like I said, the whole the whole joke thing between Batman and Robin, Robin just comes off like a dickhead. The woman. Batman's a pussy. Like he's not uh, like a like when I think of Batman, I think of someone stern that gets that he goes after what he wants. Yes, Batman is a is a very stoic character. But in this, they try to both be funny, and it just doesn't work ever. Yeah, the the I remember the one-liners in this movie were ramped up to eleven. I remember pretty much every word out of Schwarzenegger's mouth was a one-liner. <laughs> Chill out, freeze. <laughs> so they're just cracking wise left and right. Yeah, if I remember correctly. 
Again, it's been like 20 years since I've seen this movie. It's been quite some time since I've seen it as well. Did you like it? I, I don't remember, and I don't really want to uh, revisit it and find out. <laughs> like, I have no I re- interest whatsoever. I remember that I liked Batman Forever. I remember that. And, and that one's pretty well regarded as being garbage, too. And I remember I liked that as a kid because it just came out at... Is that the one with came out at right the time at the right time. Is that, is that is that the one with the obnoxious soundtrack? Yeah, Seal. I, see, I, man, oh, I hated that point in time. They still play so that shit, much. man. You you probably heard that when you were in the waiting room at the doctor's office. You probably did. God, that's you Kiss heard from it every fucking day. The better be the outro music. The uh. The the marketing machine for Batman Forever, I remember just being oh unbelievable. God, it was everywhere. I remember they had these collector mugs that you could buy at Burger King, and I bought all of them. <laughs> I think I still have them, actually. They were really cool looking. Yeah, on the, the U2 song. The U2 song, yeah. I remember liking the U2 song a lot. God. Because I was an idiot. It just seems like... They tried, they carried me trying to be like the people were in the, the 60s, 50s and 60s on the TV show, but it didn't work out at all. Yeah, like they tried to, uh, he like Schumacher tried to bring the camp, the campiness back into it, and it just didn't work. It's it just felt flat. It, yeah. What about, because I'm, I'm going through the cast list here, and Coolio's in this. Oh, yeah, from, uh, he's ridiculous. I love the fact that he plays a banker. Yeah, he's a, ba- he's a bad guy, banger. Oh, man. What? I think he has, like, made three lines. And he one, one, line. one word. He's just all around ridiculous. God. Vivica Fox was in this? I don't remember that. It's just, it's, yeah, it's weird to imagine that at a point in time, Coolio was a thing. Coolio. He was. One, two, three, four. People were all about Coolio. Vivica Fox was dressed all slutty. Who she play? She was trying to hit on Mr. Freeze. And she just, uh, like, oh, if you, someone says Playboy Bunny, and you think of it in your head, that's how I beat her in this movie. You said ridiculous, stupid things, and wore the slutiest outfits ever. Well, her name was Ms. Behaven. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> I get it. Ms. Behaven, are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah, that is, that is a dope name. <sighs> All right. Well, tells you everything you need to know right there in the name. Tells you everything you need to know about the entire movie. That it snowed when they were in inside certain buildings. It snowed like they were outside. Yeah, man, because that's that's Mister Freeze. He he has the ability to just make it snow everywhere. He's he's able to make snow materialize from nothing. Which is that's kind of an odd power to have. It well, that's not actually what he does. <laughs> I mean, it's not his power. He doesn't really. I don't think Mister Freeze has a power, so to speak. I think he has 
some disease that he has to like stay cold all the time because like the the stuff the chemical that he was using to keep his wife frozen and alive like some there's some sort of accident that happens that he gets injected with it or exposed to yeah. it and he has to remain cold yeah it says here that he's dependent on a diamond powered sub-zero suit yeah and, and he has a gun that creates the ice but he doesn't like He's not like Storm from the X-Men or something. Mm, I just I was hoping that he's just walking around making it snow all the time. I would. That'd be pretty cool. Just, just everywhere. Everywhere all the time. <laughs> just follow people around and just make it snow on them. Just a little snow cloud. <laughs> <laughs> just I, I would the, do that. play the long game until they go crazy. <laughs> I would do that to my enemies. <laughs> Just make sure that it's always <laughs> snowing on them all the time when they're when they're sleeping, when they're going to work, when they're at work. Just snow, always stuff. snow, and they can't hold a job because of it. Because they're you know their employer keeps getting pissed off about snow being inside the building, and getting all over their acers and shit. You know what's Acers. <laughs> if there's snow in the shower, like while you were in the shower, oh, there'd be snow. <laughs> There would be snow in the shower. There'd be snow everywhere. Do you not get what we're saying, Ryan? There would never be a break from the snow. Uh, snow would be permanent forever and for always. Ceaseless. Apparently, Joel Schumacher be in that permanent. <laughs> sounded like you were talking in slow motion there. Did you have a mouth full of vape? Oh, yeah. yeah. You ripped a wicked vape there, and it made, it made you sound like you were talking in slow-mo. Uh, let's talk about Joel Schumacher, shall we? All right, I guess. All right, so uh, looking back at his filmography, he has a pretty, pretty big filmography here. Uh, he starts in 1981 with The Incredible Shrinking Woman. Yeah. Uh, that was the one with Lily Tomlin. Do you remember that one? Did you guys, did either of you ever see that one? I think I saw a little long one. It was, um, that was one that they played a lot on TV over the years. Yeah. Uh, he followed that up with DC Cab starring Mr. T. Nice. So, there's, there's that one. He did St. Elmo's Fire, which I saw for the first time not too long ago. And uh, I actually liked it a lot. Okay. So... That's that's uh that's one for the win on the win column for me. Uh The Lost Boys, huge fan of The Lost Boys. Yeah. To this there day I love The Lost Boys. He did Flatliners with Julia Roberts and uh Kiefer Sutherland. Remember Flatliners? Mhm. Mhm. I remember they were talking about doing a Flatliners reboot or something or a, a TV TV show possibly or something. I don't know if that's still going to happen. I kind of hope not, because that would be... They're going to reboot everything. Don't you worry. Yeah, they probably everything will. Everything is coming back from the 90s. They're remitting fucking my big fat Greg Wiley. I know. They're going to reboot well, everything. Yeah, that's a sequel, though. It's not really a reboot. No, but... Uh, I they, you know, they're going to either reboot or make a sequel or whatever they're going to do with everything from the 90s. Yeah. He did The Client. You guys Ooh. like The Client? I don't know, but it's ultimate. I was, I was a huge fan of The Client. Loved The Client. Brad Renfro. Kicking ass. Not really. Didn't really kick ass at all, but he was really good in that. He did um, Falling Down. Mm-hmm. Another, real, another really popular one. That one's on my list. 
Your list of what? Good movies that you like. I want to see this list of good movies that you like. So if you have that on Letterboxd, uh, I want to. I want to see that. I just like the name of your list. Good, I know. Good That's what I'm saying. It's I... amazing. <laughs> oh God. Is eight, I love... is eight millimeter on that list? Is what? Eight millimeter on that list? Because uh, he directed 8mm. Yep, he did 8mm. I think that's not on your list. 8mm2 no? is on my list. 8mm2. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he did Flawless. I did not see that. That's the one with uh, De Niro and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. I, I remember always seeing the cover of that. Because it's a ridiculous cover, and Philip Seymour Hoffman looks utterly stupid in in the the uh, screen grab that they have there. Oh uh, the yeah, I just remember always seeing that at the video store and being like, "Nope, I will never rent that." Then he then he followed that up with Tigerland. Tigerland. That was the I think that was the debut of Colin Farrell. Tigerland. It was definitely one of his very very early yeah. roles. Because then it was Phone Booth two years later. Phone yep. booth. Did you like Tigerland, Ryan? I didn't see it. I, I like Tigerland a lot, actually. I remember watching that multiple times. You're all about Tigerland. Yeah. Did you like Tigerland, Kevin? I saw Tigerland. It's good shit. Okay. He did bad. He did bad company with Anthony Hopkins and Chris Rock. Buddy cop. Oh, buddy man. cop story. You gotta have that buddy cop in there. Yep. Uh, then then phone booth, uh, which. I didn't see that. I don't think I've seen that. That was another one with Colin Farrell where he's stuck in a phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love when you put no, it that I, way. Just, I know. It just it made me. It made me laugh. <laughs> a movie about Colin Farrell stuck in a phone booth. It's wonderful to just think of it like that. Okay. Not a thriller at all. Just him stuck in a phone booth. He can't. Just can't manage to get his way because the the doors how they open they kind of like you know divide in the middle and mm-hmm. you gotta push them open. He just he can't work his head around that. It's not working. Something's stuck. Just, he's jimmying yeah. it for like an hour and forty five minutes. Uh, then he did. Uh, so he did the number twenty three with Jim Carrey. I think you like. Did you like that one, Ryan? Didn't see it. Oh really? For some reason, I thought that was one. You liked. Maybe I'm getting that mixed up with the butterfly effect. I did not see the number twenty three either. I heard it was. I heard it was terrible. Uh, he did Blood Creek, which I did see, what which Creek? was a really interesting one. Uh, that was a horror movie. Uh, it was like a revenge story. Uh, yeah. Really, really weird. I talked about it on the show actually. Yeah, I do remember that one. It was good, but. It was just an odd, it's definitely an odd entry in his filmography for sure. Uh, let's see, then he did 12? What is this? What is this one? Oh, this is the one with, um, with your boy 50 Cent. Oh, shit. He worked with 50? Yeah. Emma Roberts, Rory Culkin. The, it's got everything you could want in a movie. It's about drugs, drug dealing. Oh, man. Shit, Ryan, you gotta, you gotta check out 12. Um, you gotta get on it. <laughs> Get on it. Twelve. Slap it in your queue. And then the last movie he did was Trespass in 2011. That was with Nicole Kidman and Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah, that's got a sweet cover. I love that cover. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
I love that cover so much. It is, it is such a 90s cover. It and yet, sure is. And yet it comes out in 2011. <laughs> Look on Nick I mean, Cage's does, does that not... That just looks like such a video store box cover to I mean, me. Just the look on Nick Cage's face is fantastic. It's intense. He, he is it, looking it al- intense. It almost looks like Cage wasn't there to have the picture taken, so someone like kind of painted it on there, and it kind of <laughs> looks a- like him. Actually, he's asleep. He's, he's asleep with his eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were like, Nicole, quick, get in there and uh, just kind of... You just got to make this work. Just caress his head while he's sleeping. It's, yeah, it's a really creepy, uh, really, really weird cover. Uh, and that's pretty much all he's done. He hasn't been doing doing too much lately. He did two episodes of House of Cards, but they were back in the first the first season. So yeah, I don't know. What do you What are your thoughts on Schumacher, Ryan? Well, I see him like as you mentioned, and they're all. Which is on your list of good movies that you like. (laughs) Surprisingly, I've seen a lot of Joel Schumacher's movies. I didn't realize that I saw this many. I didn't realize that he directed some of these either. But he seems like one of the most generic Hollywood directors in the entire world. A little bit. But I, I do like his earlier stuff. Definitely. I mean, I, I love Falling Down. I like The Client. Oh, he did A Time to Kill, too. I forgot about that one with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. 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 That, was, that was good, too. And I liked Flatliners. I, don't, I think a lot of people don't like that one, but I, I, I liked that one. And, of course, Lost Boys is, like, one of my probably top 50 movies, maybe? Nah. Shit. Top 100. We'll say top 100. I don't want to get oh, too overzealous here with Lost Boys. I do love man. it, but I do love it, but top 50, I, I, I doubt it. Flip flopping. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am going to flip flop on that one. All right. Um, any final thoughts on Schumacher or Batman and Robin before we get your drum roll on this one, Ryan? Fucking stupid. Is that uh, is that Schumacher or Batman? Batman. Ampersand Robin. Batman Robin are fucking stupid. Hmm. Okay. In general, just this movie. Gotcha. Understood. Understood. All right. Let's go ahead and give you a drum roll. What do you give Batman and Robin? Huh? Oh. Damn. That is the coveted half. Now. The big question, is this better or worse than Catwoman? I'm going to say that it's one step above. Oh, okay. So Catwoman still has has the glory yeah. of worst movie you've ever seen. Man, that's fantastic. Uh, this is damn close. <sighs> Look, now, what do you... I, I watched this last night. And as soon as I started playing, I was like, I want to watch it. I just want to turn it off right now. <laughs> because instantly it's the stupidest shit. Just right yeah. out the gate. It's just yeah. filled with stupid. Yeah. And it gets worse when Alicia Silverson and her non-accent come in. <laughs> I love how quickly she seems to turn to 
into Batgirl. Like she's there for a week and she's all of a sudden she has a perfectly hemmed costume and, and then, fighting and crime. Then, like before she revealed herself and it's clearly her you can know that they're and that man should they're all over in the same area. And George Clooney's like who is she? <laughs> and she was like a bad girl. And he's kind of like, what? <laughs> like, I'm more of a Alfred Denise. It's just the whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm Batgirl. What? <laughs> Who? <laughs> oh, God. Amazing. So what are your thoughts on Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice? Mm, I'm kind of interested I'm not really into Superman at all, but I'm kind of curious to see how bad Ben Affleck is playing Batman. That's right, you really hate him, don't you? Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts on Batman v Superman? Uh, I'm not really that excited for it. I really have no interest in seeing this whatsoever. Uh, so I take it you're not going to bother checking this one out? No, no. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe at some point, like on a, like on a DVD, <laughs> in a physical form. Rock it out in 480p <laughs> on that 22-inch <laughs> screen. Yeah, dude. With the subtitles turned on and the volume at 2. <laughs> Gotta slip that into my PS3. <laughs> Shit. Hmm, that's funny. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a little indifferent about Batman v Superman, honestly. Like, I'm a huge, huge fan of Batman. Anybody that's listened to this show should should know by this point that I love Batman. But uh, I just... I'm having a really hard time with this one, guys. I'm having a really hard time. I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan. I I don't think that he's the director to handle such a, a big movie like this. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that the, the action is fine, but I think everything else, which is to me, more important than the action, uh, is going to go by the wayside. Well, you already know that it's just going to be more of the same, really. Yeah, and uh, the embargo was lifted on this yesterday. Uh, I actually spoke with a couple people that saw it, and they were all, like, really lukewarm on it. And it, right now it has a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. 37 What is the actual premise? It's just them being. They're Ving each other. <laughs> they just V the shit out of each other, dude. I think I, I, I don't I don't know exactly what the the premise is, but it seems from the trailers that Batman witnesses the destruction of I guess it's Metropolis in in Man of Steel and he's like, Look, this guy's got it we gotta get him under control because he's gonna kill us all. So he goes to like kind of rein in Superman or something, and Superman's like, uh uh-uh. uh. And then. So he's going to Superman's own turf. I guess. I, have, I, I don't know. I can't say for sure. Cause... Batman, you're already going against Superman. You can't have a non home advantage there. Well, I don't know. I think it maybe some of it at least takes place in Gotham. Maybe. I think it's probably both. It probably because <clears throat> Superman probably flies to Gotham and punches 
Batman or something. <laughs> he just flies there, lands, punches him, flies away. Probably. Which is movie over. Yeah, which is pretty much all you had to do to Batman. You just fly in and hit him. And like, like what the fuck can Batman do? Batman can't do shit. Well, it looks like in the movie he's going to build a like a suit. Yeah, but what? Like an armor suit. How's that going to help you when Superman's just flying around you, smacking you silly? I don't know, man. Maybe he's going to make it out of fucking kryptonite. He's going to make Where kryptonite brass Where knuckles. Bra- Batman getting kryptonite? Come on now. He's like one of the richest people in the world. He can get kryptonite. But I thought you could only get that like on the actual planet. I don't know. You can't get that on Earth. Know. I'm sure you can. I'm sure that uh, there were like kryptonite meteorites that <laughs> fell into the Atlantic Ocean at some point. Please. You can freaking excavate them out or something. Please. Yeah. At any rate. At any rate, the so far the consensus is that this is uh, pretty much just nonstop action with absolutely no story at all. The critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes says Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice smothers a potentially powerful story and some of America's most iconic superheroes in a grim whirlwind of effects-driven action. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Sounds like Zack Snyder is being Zack Snyder, and this is going to be um, just just nothing but action for two and a half hours straight. Are there other people like famous people in this? Yeah, there's a lot of people in this. Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. We have Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Lawrence Fishburne. Amy Adams. Gal Gadot, who's Wonder Woman. Um, Holly Hunter is in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michael Shannon is back as Zod. Uh, Scoot McNary. Scoot. Because it wouldn't be a movie without Scoot. <sighs> Gotta have Scoot. Jason Momoa. <laughs> Jason funny. Momoa is going to be You're saying Wonder Woman is in this. Yes. That means it, essentially Batman fights Superman and Wonder Woman. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that in the trailer, it appeared as though the three of them were teaming up to fight someone, presumably Zod. And it almost seemed as if they turned Zod. It seems like Lex Luthor turned Zod into Doomsday because the character kind of looks like Doomsday, but, but people. At the time, we're just speculating. I weren't sure if it was Doomsday or not. I hope they fight Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman's in it too, and I don't know what Aquaman. his because none of the trailers showed Aquaman. I don't know what his comes role. close to the shore. <laughs> yeah, it says, "Hey guys, bring the fight in the water because I can't <laughs> come out of the water." <laughs> guys, guys, if you make it to the water, I can help. He just, you, you guys, they don't even put the camera. He's just in the background. You just, just hear waving him. from afar. You can just, you can just hear him yelling, "Guys, uh, if you need me, I'm here. I'm in the ocean. I can control dolphins. I can talk to dolphins. They can help us." In the water. I just, I can't leave the water. <laughs> I cannot leave the water. I have land dolphins. In this. If this movie involved like <laughs> just. Aquaman coming out of the water with an army of sharks and dolphins. I'd pr- that'd be more. No, more he likely just to, he to throws them from the water. Yes, uh, I want to see Aquaman just throwing dolphins at Lex at Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> and hitting him in the face with dolphins. Throwing dolphins, man! Just chucking dolphins at people. <laughs> it's the best visual <laughs> in my head I've had all day. Jesse Eisenberg getting hit with a thrown <laughs> dolphin. 
love it. Oh, God. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll, I'll probably... I'm going to try to find some time to see it this weekend. I have family visiting, so I don't know if I'll even bother. Uh, any final thoughts, Ryan? Any closing, any closing statements? If you need your Batman picks, watch Gotham the TV show. Oh, Gotham the TV show. Okay. That's a better this movie. Yeah, but Batman's not even in Gotham the TV, yeah. TV show. He's in it, but he's like 12. I know. Which is a better fix than George Clooney. I, I actually, yes, I actually agree. I think that the, the second season of Gotham is, is pretty good. I was a little I was a little shaky on the first season, but this season I think that they've uh, picked things up quite a bit. Oh, that's good. All right, well, I think that that's going to wrap it up for this week. Remember, you can send us your questions and topics to podcastfilmpulse.net. Follow us on Twitter, at FilmPulseNet, at FilmPulseKevin, and at MyLegsDon'tWork. And you can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash filmpulse. We appreciate that very much. For Kevin Rickstrom and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson, and we'll see you next week. See you later.